You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode. Today, I am talking with young teenage women about their approach to beauty and skincare and their lives. And as I was recording this and just listening back to the edit, so many things came up for me about what was I like at 13 and 14 did I even wear makeup? Did I have a skincare routine? I remember I had like a coal eyeliner phase. I think it was a MAC eyeliner that I would draw on like my inner bottom eye and on top. It was giving raccoon. It was not cute, but I just thought that was like the coolest thing. Also, Avril Lavigne was very popular at the time. You kind of had to be there. When I was 13, though, I was also signed as a Ford model. I think I did my first modeling job when I was 12. It was for a magazine called Teen People that doesn't even exist anymore. I did other modeling jobs for 17. So I think I was very aware of beauty and cosmetics. I mean, I would get my makeup done for these shoots. I walked uh, New York Fashion Week when I was 14. I walked in the Tommy Hilfiger show. So I got my you know hair done. I think I even had like a weave in by 14 because I remember my mom distinctly being like, what they're not going to do is damage your real hair doing all of these photo shoots and runway shows because these people do not know how to how to do your hair, which she was absolutely right about. I can remember getting micro braids. If you are anywhere close to my age and a black girl, you remember the hold that micro braids had on us. It had us in a chokehold. It was like with a wet and wavy hair. That was like the look you would be in the salon literally. It was like a 12-hour hairstyle. Sometimes you would come back over two days. I'm so glad that that trend is no longer here. But it's been so interesting to think back. Okay, when I was 13 or 14, what was my approach to beauty and skincare? Was I conscious of skincare? Was I conscious about my overall wellness? Did I have any thoughts about finding balance or any thoughts about how I could add to my own personal happiness? I think I was just kind of in this bubble with talking to my friends on the phone. We did not have social media, but very interesting to reminisce about our own experiences being this age as we listen to our guests today. And also for my younger listeners, I just think it's so interesting that you even have access to a podcast like this. 
I do wonder what it would have been like for me if I was listening to Naked Beauty when I was in early high school or late middle school. Now, of course, not all episodes of this podcast are totally age appropriate. If you are 13, most are though. And I think it would have been interesting to hear from different women and their approach to life and their approach to beauty and self-expression. It's also interesting for me to go back and listen to me speaking with these young girls to hear how much I use the term like as I'm talking to them, which is maybe a regression slash reversion to my middle school self. And it's something I haven't thought about in so long, but I can remember my parents being on me. Don't say like too much. Don't use like as a filler word. And since then, there has been interesting research about up talk and using the term like and how oftentimes we associate that as being less intelligent, but it's actually a gender bias. And that criticism is a gendered criticism. And it actually doesn't take anything away from the speaker if you use those filler words versus pausing or saying um, an up talk or vocal fry. These things that women are criticized for often come from a place of gender bias. So I think that's interesting and a slight adjustment to the way that we thought about it as I was growing up. Enough about me and my middle school reminiscing. Let's talk about Gen Z. So who is technically part of Gen Z? Anyone born after 1996 is considered Gen Z. So people between seven and 22 years old currently. I would be classified as a millennial. My husband would be classified as Gen X and my parents would be classified as boomers. Everyone within a generation is different, of course, but there are certain things that define a generation. For example, if you're a millennial, you probably remember the introduction of cell phones at some point in your life, the introduction of internet at home, and you remember the introduction of social media. Social media was not a thing you had when you were seven, eight, nine years old. I think I had my first Facebook account in college. I was not on MySpace. I was not part of the MySpace generation. But, you know, we remember social media being this new thing, this idea of having an online identity. Before that, we had AOL. We had chat rooms. Gen Z is also the first generation to grow up with this technology widely available to them for as long as they can remember. So this isn't new or nascent technology. They are true digital natives. They're also the most ethnically diverse generation in history. And I think the statistics very important when we think about Gen Z being more attuned to racial and cultural sensitivities. Gen Z is 52% white. And this is according to Pew Research, which is the leading research on all of this demographic information. So in 2019, which is now two years ago, Gen Z was 52% white. Millennials in 2003 were 61% white. Gen Xers in 1987, 70% white. And early boomers in 1969 were 82% white. So you can imagine a boomer growing up in their prime heyday, the world around them was 82% white. A Gen Xer, 70% white. A millennial, 61% white. And for Gen Z, it's now 52% white with the Hispanic population growing the most. So one in four members of Gen Z are Hispanic. 14% are Black, 6% are Asian, and 5% are some other race or two or more races combined. 
A lot of research on Gen Z suggests that they are moving away from outdated social constructs. They're interested in charting their own path and that they're highly individualistic. Because they've always had the internet and social media, they're hyper-connected, which I will say in my own personal opinion on this is ultimately a good thing because... One, all media has negative aspects of it, right? There's always a backlash against media. I was looking at airbrushed models in magazines. Today, you have people photoshopping their pictures on Instagram or really, really hyper-retouched images on Pinterest or people wearing a ton of makeup on YouTube. But what I will say is if I could have found someone like Jackie Ina as a teenager, I would not have been out here with my makeup looking as tragic as it did at times. Or if I had found the Natural 85 YouTube channel as an early teenager, I probably would have gone natural sooner because I would have learned how to do my hair from her. So I do think social media in a lot of ways allows you to find your people, especially if your people are not at your school or in your town. Of course, with more time spent on technology instead of outside IRL with people and friends, that's not a great thing. But if you look at the pros and cons, I think there are a lot of benefits to this hyper connection and advances in technology and ability for people that are different to tell their story online. Now, back to them being individualistic, I have seen a lot of research that they don't even like to be called Gen Z. They do not like labels. So my guests for this episode, Jojo, Addie, Karis, if you're listening, I'm sorry for calling you Gen Z. I'm just doing it to explain your generation. They also see being a content creator as a viable career path. That's why I think it's really interesting to hear from Karis on this podcast. She moved from her town out to Los Angeles to pursue a career as a full-time content creator. And a lot of the people that I speak to, they, they look to YouTubers and we get into that on the podcast. I think it's also interesting how someone in Gen Z is a lot more likely to understand things that are harder for our older <laughs> brains to comprehend, like NFTs or cryptocurrency, the same way maybe our parents didn't understand Twitter when it launched. They have much more fluid ideas about gender. They're more aware of intersectionality. You can imagine if you were 12 years old when the Black Lives Matter movement was happening, you would probably grow up with a different lens on race and class and our relationship to the police and what our government can and can't do. I would also imagine being old enough to understand who President Trump was all of this time would also make you a little bit more politically minded and engaged in politics in a way that you probably wouldn't be. I'm trying to think about who was president when I was 13. Okay, yeah, it was George W. Bush, who people also really didn't like. And that did make me very aware of politics. And I understood at that age, democratic values versus Republican values. So you can imagine they have access to a lot of information. They have access to a lot of good things, but also maybe bad things. And I know this is a beauty podcast, so we do focus on skincare, makeup. And I'm just so impressed that these young girls have a routine, that they have an approach to skincare. Our day, it was like St. Ives apricot scrub. I don't even think I used a moisturizer, to be fully honest with you. I think I can remember getting into like clean and clear or Clarisil, like face wash. I definitely had like shampoos that I liked. Like I loved a Pantene Pro-V moment. 
I can remember going to, you know, hair salons to get my hair done for special occasions, but I didn't have like a day-to-day routine. So it's also interesting that shift towards having a conscious approach to skincare and all around well-being. So my guests today were born in 2007, and that is the year I graduated from high school, but they're so smart and overall just very cool girls who I enjoyed speaking to. So I'm excited for you guys to hear from them. I appreciate all of the support for this podcast. Join our community on Instagram at Naked Beauty Planet. I would love to hear from you guys on what you think of this episode and maybe even just some reflections you've had about being a young teenager with beauty. Let's get into my first guest, Josephine in Atlanta. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I am joined by Josephine, who also goes by JoJo sometimes. Thank you so much for being on Naked Beauty. Of course. So excited. Yeah. So I'm I'm interviewing a bunch of girls kind of around your age to hear how they think about skincare and beauty and all of the beauty choices that they make. So I'm really excited to talk to you. You are living in Atlanta, right? Yes. But I feel like your style gives me like New York LA vibes, not really like Atlanta vibes. That is very true. I think so as well. Yeah. I like to be like inspired by those kinds of places. So, (laughs) okay, cool. So when you think about your beauty choices, how do you think about expressing yourself with either like the way you do your hair? Are you allowed to wear makeup yet? Do you wear makeup? I don't. I'm allowed to. And like a bunch of my friends do, but just personally, I don't, but there's not much of like a, like reasoning for that. It's just that like, I just haven't found what's good for me yet. And I am currently and have been for a little bit while struggling with like acne and stuff. So that makeup kind of makes it worse at the moment. So I'm just like steering away from that right now. You know what? You're very smart to just avoid. I had some horrible makeup choices at your age and I look back at pictures and I'm like, what? Why? What were you doing? So, So your friends that wear makeup, are they wearing like a full face of makeup? Not many of them. No, many, most of them, it's just like a little bit of mascara, maybe a little like blush, stuff like that, like simple things. I know like one or two people that wear full faces of makeup, but like not much. Okay. And the ones that wear a full face, do they wear that to school or is that like special occasions? It sometimes can be school. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. So when you think about your beauty choices, is it mainly just like your like how you decide to style your hair? Yeah. Most of the time it's just that this isn't necessarily like beauty choices, but like I'm really into like clothes. So that's also a way that I like to like express beauty, I guess. But with my hair, it's just kind of just like, I don't do super like extravagant kind of things. I kind of like to stay simple, but like when I do change like 
people notice since I don't always like do a bunch of crazy stuff. So yeah, I guess that's how I do it. Got it. Are there any beauty icons or people that you look up to that you think like always look really great and like you think just like look so cool all the time? Some people that I really like enjoy and I like always the way that they look and things like that are like Emma Chamberlain. Yes. Yeah. I love how she always looks. And then there's a few like, there's this upcoming YouTuber and her name is Nilea Devora. And she is just like, I think she just always looks amazing. Like the way she does her makeup, the way she does her hair, all that stuff. I just think looks great on her. So cool. I will have to check her out. It's interesting. You mentioned Emma. Someone else I interviewed said they also love Emma. I love Emma my age. I watched the videos, but you know what? I have to say, I'm a little concerned for her. She seems to be like dealing with some like depression and like not good things. Is that something that comes across to you when you watch? I do notice that she does that, but I know that she's like getting help for it and everything. And I think that YouTube is a way that she likes to express like those kinds of things and that she likes talking about it to like her fans and stuff like that. So I think it's good that she's like finding her ways to cope with it and everything. Totally. So I have to pause here and give you guys some background on Emma Chamberlain. If you don't know who Emma Chamberlain is, she is a YouTuber. She is a very successful YouTuber. She is currently 20 years old. She's been doing it for a while. She's white. She's American. She's very petite. She kind of has a very deadpan delivery. She's Her humor is a little sarcastic. And she films vlogs, videos about her daily life. She loves coffee. She wears Uggs and leggings. She's got brown hair, which she usually wears in a low, messy bun. She very, very rarely wears makeup in any of her content. And if she does put on makeup, it's like she's going somewhere and she's talking you through why she's putting on makeup. And oftentimes she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So she's kind of like the girl next door, except she's definitely not. She was on the cover of Forbes this year. She makes a lot of money. She has her own coffee line, her own merch line, her own very successful podcast. I don't know if she's still doing the podcast, but I remember when it launched, it was like number one in all of Apple podcasts, like the week it launched. She has a global brand deal with Louis Vuitton. She walked the Met Gala red carpet this year in Louis Vuitton. And in terms of how much she's making, estimates range from $6 million to $12 million. So not necessarily your average girl next door, but you wouldn't know that she's making all of this money from watching her content. She is not the girl doing the Hermes unboxing videos. She really keeps it low key. Her YouTube videos rack up millions of views the same day they're posted. And if you're watching them for the first time, you may not really understand the appeal. I'm actually going to play just a little audio clip for you guys of one of her typical vlog videos. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Ah, good morning. Good morning, everybody. My hair is so dirty. Happy Sunday. When I'm filming this, it's a Sunday. It's a foggy day out. Not hot, but not cold. It's like one of those days. Just to set the scene a little bit. The reason why I love Sundays is because it's... It's this day of peace before the week starts. And it's this day of relaxation before the week starts. And that's why I like it. I also like it because it's the day of farmer's markets. I never use the farmer's market to its full potential. Like, I feel like I never actually, like, go to the farmer's market and, like, get my groceries for the week. Because I never time it. So you get the idea of her content. 
It's not all that exciting, but this video, for example, as she's speaking about her Sunday and going to the farmer's market, she's got kind of hunched over posture. She's in a gray sweater with a hood, no makeup on, middle part. She's got thin silver hoop earrings, a silver nose ring. And this video is 25 minutes long and it has six and a half million views. Now, I used to work in television. So I understand what it means when we get ratings back and we have views. There are shows with multi-million dollar budgets that do not get views like this. So she's doing something right. Why do I like Emma Chamberlain? She's a really talented video editor, like very talented video editor. I think some of the ways that she's been able to even just create new ways of YouTube style with the way that she cuts her content together super interesting. And she's just authentic. She's herself. You can tell she's not trying to be like anyone else. She's really just communicating who she is. And authenticity always shines through. Now, mental health is something that she's talked about struggling with openly, especially last year. And you know, she talks about anxiety. And you'll even see in videos from last year, people in the comments are like, bestie, bestie, are you okay? And my friend, Gillian Sagansky, who has been on this podcast, Naked Beauty, she came on the podcast to talk about her battles with anxiety and OCD. She interviewed Emma for Vogue. And in the story she interviewed her for, she talks about anxiety and having anxiety for as long as she can remember. This is Emma. Emma talks about having anxiety even when she was in preschool, when her parents would drop her off. And in terms of how it manifests today, this is what Emma says. So the question, have you figured out if there's an overarching theme to your anxiety? And this is Emma answering. I think most everybody can probably relate to this, but it's when I don't feel in control. For example, having a very public life on the internet is a blessing and I would not want it any other way. But because my life is so public, I have a lot of anxiety about my privacy, but not so much about information about me. It's more this feeling that when I'm at home by myself, that a stalker could come in and kill me or something like that. That's a big one. There's so many people that have access to me and know who I am. So that inevitably comes with creepy and causes a lot of anxiety for me. I also get a lot of anxiety about doing the right thing. When you're in the public eye, everybody can see every move you make. So I want every move I make to be perfect. I don't ever want to make a mistake and that's just not realistic. So she's in the public eye and she's talking very openly about anxiety and perfectionism. And these are not things that I remember women I looked up to when I was 13 and 14 talking about openly. So overall, I think that's great. Let's go back to JoJo. And does it feel like, I don't know, that mental health is kind of something that's open and talked about kind of in your peer group because of people like her kind of talking about issues with mental health? I do think so. And I think it's like really great that it is starting to like people are talking about it more, especially at like a younger age, because I just think it's really important. Yeah. What are the sorts of like mental health things that people your age kind of talk about? Is it like dealing with social anxiety or what kind of things are you guys talking about? Yeah, like social anxiety is definitely some things that like people are talking about or just like anxiety in general. Um, just like little things that people like be like, oh, yeah, I'm just like not feeling so good today. Like, can I talk to you about it? Stuff like that. It's not like people don't like to often put labels on it, I feel like, but they just like to talk about it with someone else. Yeah, that's great. I feel like when I was 14, we weren't as aware of of these things. So that's great that it's kind of being talked about. How much kind of do your friends or people you go to school with influence how you decide to kind of present yourself? I do know that there are like some people, like some of my friends that really do care a lot about like 
other people at school and like, oh, what she's wearing, I have to wear something similar like that. To me, I feel like we should all just kind of just like wear or do whatever we would like to do. I also say that I can do, I do this myself, but taking inspiration from others is like amazing. And like being like, oh, this girl wore like this to school today. I thought that was really cool. Maybe I should like see if I could get one myself. I think that's what more people are starting to be coming to do. Just like choosing their own like style and stuff like that, but still like liking to appreciate and observe what others are also like doing to choose with themselves. So I don't think what other people like wear or do affects anyone like negatively. I think it's mainly just like positive, like, oh, I love what she's wearing or things like that. Got it. And at your school, is there such thing as like a, the popular group or like the popular girls? Because when I went to school, there definitely was, but maybe that's not a thing anymore. I definitely think it's still a thing. But for some reason, my grade, not my school, but my grade just doesn't have that. Everyone's kind of just like friends with everyone, or at least that's how I see it. But I know that is how it is in my school, but just not my grade. Like, there isn't really like groups, but there is in like other grades, like the grade below me, I can not even being in their grade. I clearly know who is like the, the popular. popular. Yeah. And you go to a co-ed school, right? Uh, yeah. So I went to an all girls school. So you just finished the school year. So next year in September, you're going to be in ninth grade. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So high school. Yeah. Oh my God. Freshman year of high school. That's like a big, are you, are you, do you feel ready for it? I don't know. I, I hope so. I'm a little bit nervous because I don't like the idea of like what people keep saying, like, oh, it's like the bottom of high school. I'm a little bit nervous for that, but it'll be fun. Yes. Well, okay. So you're going to ninth grade. It's a co-ed school. Now I went to an all girls school, so I didn't have to worry about boys at all. Like it was just, we wore a uniform every day, rolled out of bed. Like, you know, your crush could be in your math class. Like how does that change how you experience school with boys at school? Well, I can't like relate because to your all girls school experience, but um, it's definitely different because I like have talked about this with like friends and like I've had like a friend that's been like, oh, okay, I have a class with my crush on like (laughs) Wednesday this week. So on Wednesday, I'm going to look my best. So like, I definitely know like people and like things that people do on days with their crush or like what to wear or like how good they look depending on who they see. Right. So do you think you'll fall into that or you're just going to do your own thing? I think I definitely in earlier middle school, I did fall into that. But I think more now it's kind of just like you're purposely putting in extra effort for your crush. I mean, like, I guess that's a good thing, but they should also like you for how you are like all the time. So you don't necessarily need to look amazing just for them. You know? (laughs) Exactly. I love that. So before we talk about your favorite skincare brands and all that good stuff, I want to hear because your parents are French, both your mom and dad are from France. Where were your parents born? My dad, it was Paris, I think. Very chic. Okay. Yes. And my mom, it was a city called Reims, which is like two hours away from Paris. That's great. So you speak fluent French, correct? I do. Yeah. So you're fluent in French. Your parents are from France. How much do you identify with like your French part of your identity? Do you feel like, I mean, you grew up here, you were born in America, right? Yes. Do you identify as French somewhat? I 
definitely think about this quite a lot because it's like I've always lived in the U.S. and I definitely wouldn't say that I like act or like dress French in any like specific way but I do feel that part of me is like very part of that culture um especially when I go there when I go to France I feel very much more like connected to like the culture and everything and I don't know I just I don't like feel like I express it all that much but I still feel very French on the inside if that makes sense because like I go home from school and I like speak French all afternoon because that's what I speak with my parents so it's just like I'm constantly reminded of these kinds of things so yeah Interesting. Well, I've had so many people talk on this podcast about French girls and French women specifically and how chic they are and how put together they are. Do you feel like you see a big difference between like the way French women present themselves and American women? I can definitely differentiate it. I think that like in the media, it's a little bit exaggerated of like, like in movies and everything, but I definitely can tell like the difference between like an American woman and a French woman. Um, not necessarily just by like how they act, but also like they're, well, this is how they act, like reactions to things, like the way they dress, stuff like that. I can kind of like see the difference. Wait, which, which reactions are different? Like, let's say we were in the, the street, right? And you're like driving and a car like cuts you off or something. I f- feel like French women react much like more angrier. Um, I don't want to like offend anybody. No, no, no. Like they would curse the driver out. Definitely. And I feel like I, not all American women would do that necessarily. I think that's really accurate. You know, I had an internship in Paris and my boss there told me, don't use so many exclamation marks in your email. It like makes you sound stupid. And I was like, really? I'm just trying to be nice. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, he's like, Parisians don't want to be liked by everyone. If you're liked by everyone, that's not a good sign. Like, you're trying too hard. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm going to tone it down a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's very accurate. That's so interesting. Well, I love your mom. Your mom is like very chic. Is there any like kind of beauty or skincare tips that your mom has passed down to you? I don't think necessarily any like French specific ones because since like I've grown up here for all my life and she's lived here for quite some time, she's also picked up a lot from here in like America. But like her first jobs were like in like makeup and beauty brands. So like she knows a few things about that. Since, like I mentioned, I'm not really into like makeup yet. She hasn't told me much about that, but like I'm a dancer. So when I have like performances and stuff, she's always like helping me with makeup and she's like, oh no, I know what to do. Don't worry. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just let you do, I'll just let you do it. I love it. And yes, I, I know that you do dance. I've like seen some videos of your dance performances from your father. They're like amazing. And you Thank know, you. one of my idols, and she was actually like the icon for the show. She was like my logo for the show for the first two years is Josephine Baker, who I love, who's French and a dancer. Yeah, I love her. Yeah. So what do you think dance kind of allows you to do and, and express? How, how does dance allow you to express yourself? I have always loved to dance ever since I was little because it is like, I think my form of expression, like some people it's like drawing or painting or like things like that, but mine is definitely dance. And I have recognized it more as I grow up. It's just like when you are in the movement and like you hear the music and everything, you just feel like you can portray so many emotions through dance, um, or at least I think so. And so, I don't know, it's definitely something that has helped me like figure things out and like express myself a lot. 
I love that. So let's get into your favorite skincare brands. Like first, do you have a skincare routine? Like what you do at night, what you do in the morning? I do. It has changed, but I've had one from a very early age because since I don't know why, I just feel like skincare is something that I really enjoy. So wait, when you say very early age, you just turned 14. So for how long have you had a skincare routine? I would say probably since I was like 10. Wow. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't necessarily like, a defined routine at first, but I was definitely already using like products and stuff because I don't know, it's just very relaxing to me to do that. And also like, I care about like, you know, feeling good about my skin and things like that. You have beautiful skin, by the way, I just have to say gorgeous, gorgeous skin. So I think you should, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. So, so what do you do in the morning and what do you do at night? I always like wash in the morning and night. That's like my first thing. I have done it less now, but I used to always like do a serum in the morning after I washed my face. And then I would moisturize after that. And then if it wasn't already in my moisturizer, I would put SPF on, which is very important. And then at night, I wouldn't always do that serum. I would just use my moisturizer and then maybe like do like a overnight sleeping mask like once a week or something. Wow. But more recently, it has become much like simpler down to the point where most of the time it's just like cleansing and moisturizing both morning and night because I have heard a lot about like the simpler like cutting out like all these like extra products could really like help and I'm also like gonna start using a like product prescribed by my dermatologist so I have to like make keep it simpler yes dermatologists are the best yes (laughs) I agree So, but it's so amazing, Josephine, to hear you say that like SPF is so important because I promise you at 14, I had no, like I did not wear sunscreen. So you're wearing like a daily sunscreen every day. I am. I only started this a few months ago though, because I did not know that it was important to do that before. And if I'm being honest, like last year, especially, I like didn't necessarily care that much about sunscreen. Like I was always putting it on my body, like if I was going out to the beach or something, but I wasn't putting it on my face for some reason because I I think the reason for it was because I liked the like looking sunburnt a little bit <laughs> until I realized that it was like terrible for your skin. Right. And then I also like recently like learned from I think it was one of those like Vogue videos where like celebrities do their skincare for you. I learned from someone that like it could have like really bad long-term effects not wearing sunscreen. So I found like a moisturizer that has SPF in it. And then I was just like, okay, well, it's just like a two-in-one. I can just get it over with. Like, it's not that hard to do. Yes, I love it. So what are your favorite skincare brands? Like what brands do you really love? I really, really like Eminence because it's like all like plant-based and it smells really nice. And I think it definitely has helped me with my skin. And also they have like a bunch of different like varieties of products. So you can honestly find whatever you'd like. This one is probably said a lot, but CeraVe is very good just because it's very, it's also what I'm using at the moment um, for most of my products. Cause it's just like really clean, I guess. And just like simple and good. Do you have a favorite like lip balm or chapstick or like lip product that you love? Lip gloss maybe? So lip gloss, I love the Glossier lip gloss. Um, it's just the clear one. The clear one, yes, so I good. love it. But as I do really care about like my lips being always hydrated. So 
I used to always have like EOS in my bag at school, but now I wear a La Neige like lip sleeping mask every night. I'm obsessed. I love them. I've been wearing it for like probably a year now. Um, so I, I, I do really love that one. It's like an always must have in my bag. It's so good. Do you do like the pink one or, or the like vanilla one? So I started with the pink one. That was the first one I got. And then I ran out of it and then I like stopped using it for a month. And then in like a package that I ordered, it came for free, but it was the blue one. And I never seen this one before. But funny enough, today I actually rebought the pink one because I was running out of the blue one. That lip sleeping mask is amazing. And you know what? I wear it just like during the day, like not just the yeah. time. It's like the yeah, best lip balm. It is. Yeah. It's really amazing. It's like really soft and it smells really good too. So, so good. So you're not wearing makeup yet. Do you have an idea of the kind of makeup you want to wear once you do start wearing makeup? Like are there brands that you think like, okay, when I get into my makeup phase, this is who I'm going to go to. I do have a few in mind because of dance. I've like had friends that they do my makeup for me or like my mom does. And I've like seen what works best for me. I definitely bring it up again. So if I ever like, I will get into makeup at some point. Um, If I start off like simpler, I think like their blush is really great. And just like, they have a lot of just like very easy, natural products. And then for like some heavier stuff, I've heard that Tarte is really good. Oh, Tarte Cosmetics. Yeah. I'm not sure. I have heard amazing things and I've like had some and it's really good about like Fenty. I also love Rihanna as like a personal. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But I've heard, I've like tried a few of her things like for like dance stuff and it works really well. So I think some, some of that stuff, but I think I'll start off like more naturally looks. And I think that's kind of what I'm going to like stick with, I guess. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think you're really smart. Earlier, you said like you've had some issues with like acne. I think it's really good just to focus on skincare. You don't need makeup. Makeup's fun to experiment with, but like you can wait for your your makeup experience. I definitely do think that like when I'm older and stuff, like makeup will be something that will be like really fun for like going out and stuff and like experimenting with fun eyeshadows and stuff like that. But like, I don't think I'll be wearing like full faces every day, you know? Oh my God, no. And you absolutely don't need to. So what do you think makes Gen Z different when it comes to beauty and style? I think what makes like Gen Z so different compared to like, not older, but different generations is that like... You can say older, it's fine. I, <laughs> we're older. <laughs> um, is that especially at such a young age, we all have kind of our own and different style and we kind of, or at least most people like wear or do what they feel most comfortable in and not necessarily what like everyone else wants them to be wearing or doing. So I think that definitely makes us different because I know that like when my mom went to school and everything, like not only did she not always have a choice of what she could like wear because of like stricter parents and stuff like that, but also just like everyone kind of was the same in ways to express themselves like I when I was in like fifth grade I had a friend who came to school with like a full face makeup and like no one judged her or anything like everyone was like oh you look amazing things like that and it's just like I have friends that wear completely different styles for me but I still think they look amazing and 
it's just like everyone does what they feel happy in. And I think that's really great. Yeah, that's so cool. And I feel like maybe you guys are also just so much more accepting and like grow up understanding that everyone's different and everyone chooses to express themselves differently and like are maybe in a lot of ways less judgmental of other people. Yeah, definitely. That is very true. Yeah. Do you think that's like because of, I don't know, having access to social media and like seeing different people on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and all of those things? Yes. As much as like, I don't always think that like social media is the best place constantly. I do think that having that as like having access to social media has definitely helped people be more comfortable being themselves, knowing that there's like other people that are like dressing the way that they are, expressing themselves the way that they are has definitely helped people be more accepting. Yeah. What do you think are the downsides to social media? Social media can often set like unrealistic expectations for like, especially girls at a young age of like, oh, I need like perfect skin, perfect body, all these kinds of things. But that isn't true. And social media, like I said, has like good like effects as well. But it can also be like not great for mental health as well. It can be like draining and stuff like that. And it's just good to get off of it for not like the whole day, you know? So it has its ups and its downs. Yes. Like I often think that people assume that everything on social media is real when it's not. Social media is often like retouched or like you said, like Photoshopped or like there's a lot of real things out there, but it's just like if you set yourself to like only want to be like how social media is, then you're not gonna get anywhere good because it's not always real. A hundred percent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. I have my final question for you, which is when do you feel most beautiful? Like I said, clothes is a big thing for me. So like when I'm wearing an outfit that I really like, I'll feel really good about myself or honestly, just like there isn't many times where I feel like more beautiful than others, you know, because that just doesn't occur often to me. Like I don't have days where I'm like, oh, I look better today than I did yesterday. Um, Like, yeah, maybe like I slept better tonight. So I just like woke up looking like I got more sleep or something. But whenever I just am feeling like myself and I'm like doing something that I enjoy, I'm just feeling really good about myself. I love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was such a pleasure. All right, that was JoJo in Atlanta. And now we're going to hear from Addison, who is, she's a New York City girl. I actually know her mom. Her mom is a big boss over at Viacom CBS, Cheryl. Cheryl is very, very cool. Cheryl was working at MTV when MTV was like the height of culture. She leads an awesome creative team and is just an overall very cool mom and raising two amazing kids in New York City. So it was really cool getting to chat with Addie. Here's our conversation. Addison, thank you so much. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Now, you are 14? I'm turning 14 in July, so soon. 13. Okay, 13. So do you guys listen to podcasts or is that like totally boring for you? I mean, sometimes my dad listens to them in the car a lot, so I overhear. (laughs) Got it. Well, your mom is very cool. Your I I worked with your mom when I was at Viacom. She like runs a whole division. She's such a boss, and she worked at MTV when MTV was like the coolest thing on earth. So when you have like a really cool mom, do you know she's cool? Definitely. I think 
her like it's so cool how she like her job and it's not like some boring you know desk job and you know she always goes to you know fun events and has fun stories so love that Addie, at 13 years old how do you think about expressing yourself with your beauty choices well i definitely try to find a balance between like overdoing it but also not being completely boring so i like find certain you know fashion items or makeup styles or like nail polish whatever that i like and i try to incorporate them into my own style um cuz i also think that beauty or fashion is kind of a first impression that for someone so i like to reflect my personality in it amazing so you're allowed to wear makeup yes i don't love like to wear a full face you know foundation and everything cuz i feel like that's too much and kind of unnecessary but i love eyeliner and occasionally other fun things love it yeah you have this great like winged eyeliner so how did you learn how to do this winged like cat eye i mean i don't find it too difficult like i don't know if this is why i find it easy but i do art so i guess it's kind of easier to draw it on but you know i've been doing it like a lot so i got a lot of practice too nice and i feel like when i was growing up i didn't have youtube that like wasn't a thing so i didn't have like beauty tutorials do you watch beauty tutorials on youtube i mean rarely what i did watch was a lot of like hair tutorials for dyeing hair oh wow have you dyed your hair yeah i don't know if you can see but i have like some blue i've had a bunch of other colors in the past but it's difficult cuz my hair is dark so i have to bleach it so i had to watch a lot of videos for that Brooke here with an interjection on this conversation. I love that Addison has the freedom to dye her hair and do different things with her hair. I was definitely not allowed to go anywhere near hair dye or bleach, but I actually think it's very cool and empowering that she's able to experiment with her look and change things about her hair. It's only hair. It grows back. And I think it's really awesome that she's been able to dye her hair. And I was not allowed to... I have a son, so... Um, a lot of this is hypothetical, but even for my son, would I allow him to change his hair color at 13, 14? And I feel like, yes, why not? It's part of self-expression. Okay, let's go back. Oh my God, that's great. Do you have like a favorite YouTuber that you really like? I mean, it definitely varies like on the day, but I, this is kind of random, but I love Emma Chamberlain. Well, she does a lot of like fashion and I think she's funny. Yeah, she's great. I'm I'm 31 years old and I watch the Emma Chamberlain videos. I think she's so funny. So like she doesn't take herself too seriously, which is really nice. So do you have any like beauty icons that you look up to that you think always look really great? Well, definitely on social media, seeing a bunch of like people who like, I don't know their names, but like they always have good outfits or even like Billie Eilish. I don't know. I wouldn't say that I would like want to imitate her style for myself, but I love people with, you know, confidence in their style. And I think it's so cool. Yes. I love Billie Eilish. I think she's so cool. She always looks cool. Did you see her recent? She did a photo shoot with Vogue where she dressed totally differently from how she normally does. Did you see that? What did you think of that? Honestly, I like 
how she's open to change, you know, because I think that's really important because it's kind of boring if you stay, you know, within the same style forever. So I think it's cool to experiment. Totally. So Addie, do you have a skincare routine at all? Well, I have, it's kind of minimal because I have pretty sensitive skin. So I try to use like fragrance-free and like cleaner products. So I usually use Cetaphil face wash. Love it. Yeah. And then I use Vanny cream lotion, which I've been using since I'm little and it's thicker. So it's great for winter when my skin gets extra dry. And I also use their sunscreen because it's also fragrance-free and works really well. Nice. It's amazing to hear you say you have sensitive skin because I think when I was your age, I didn't, I didn't know the difference between like sensitive, oily, dry. Like, how do you even know you have sensitive skin? I mean, when I've used fragrance or like products just with a bunch of random like added things in them, my skin gets really itchy or gets rashes, which I won't try to avoid. So. Totally. So how much do you think what your friends are doing at school influences the way that you decide to dress or do your makeup or hair? My friends and I all have different tastes and I think all of them look so cool, but sometimes what they're doing doesn't really match me, I feel like. But occasionally we'll like dye our hair the same color, which is really fun. Or, you know, we'll try to match with dresses. Cool. So what are your favorite beauty brands? Like it could be your favorite chapstick. Like what brands do you just love? Well, I'd say Aquaphor is a big staple for me because, you know, I have dry skin. So, and it's really versatile, like for chapstick or you could like use it on dry skin. So I love that. Also, I use a few Glossier products. Like they have, I think it's called a dew highlighter and it's just a stick and I like it because it's not so dramatic but it's so shiny which is really nice they also have I think it's their cherrybomb.com yes and I love the way it smells and I love how it's a little bit tinted okay I love that well, I'm sure you know because your mom is in the advertising and branding world, but there's so much talk about Gen Z. Everyone's talking about Gen Z. So you are part of Gen Z. What do you think makes Gen Z different from any other generation when it comes to like beauty and style? I feel like we're all kind of connected through this because social media is definitely a newer thing. So we're all connected through it. But also we are kind of respectful like there's not one beauty standard. So I could see two different people with completely different styles and think they're so cool and, you know, their own ways, which is really nice. And also all the trends and how people are bringing back like 90s or early 2000s style is really cool. Yeah, it's so interesting to see the way Gen Z loves early 2000s style because what year were you born in? I was born in 2007. Yeah, 2007. So like what I was wearing in high school, it's like popular now. Yeah. And that's also interesting what you bring up about different beauty standards, because I think when I was growing up, we had just magazines. We had like one very specific body type, especially, and like way of looking. And we didn't have social media to see all this different representation. So that's great. Do you feel like your generation is very like body positive and accepting of different body types? 
a lot of people are trying to take action and just improve a lot of issues. So hopefully there's hope for the future. I definitely think so. Well, okay. I have my final question for you and it's when do you feel most beautiful? To be honest, definitely when I have a good hair day because I don't like to use a lot of heat on my hair because it's already like, I don't want to damage it further because it's already bleached. So when I don't have to do anything to it and it just looks good, I know it's going to be a good day. And also eyeliner has become a staple and I use just a liquid liner. So some days it like goes on easier than others and it just, that makes me so happy and (laughs) I feel great. I love that. I love that. Well, your eyeliner is on point tonight and you have a, your hair looks amazing. So I hope you're feeling beautiful this evening. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much, Addie. It was so great talking to you and getting to know you. I enjoyed talking to you too. Thank you so much. And there she is, Emma Chamberlain, being cited again as a Gen Z fave. All right. Now you guys are going to hear from Karis, who is incredible, 14 years old, and I think icon in the making. You may have already heard her interview because I thought it was so strong that I actually released it as a standalone episode this summer because I think it's just so interesting how she's thinking about things and just her whole trajectory. So here is Karis, my Leo sister on the podcast. I'm joined with Karis Rogers. Karis, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm super, super excited. Well, have you ever done a podcast before? I have. I have. This wow. Is, this is so cool, especially that you're doing it. I just love you and your personality. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. And you're only 14, right? Um, yep. So, so what year were you born in? I was born in 2006, August 6, 2006. Wow. I, I graduated high school in 2007. So we have quite a big age gap, but I'm so curious to hear how girls your age think about beauty. But first, I want to get into your story. So I know about flexing in my complexion, but I want to hear kind of how you created your community and what really motivated you to create your whole brand and, and everything that you're doing. What motivated me was just to let other young girls and boys know that your complexion is beautiful and that it doesn't matter what other people think of you, only what you think of yourself. And so I really just wanted to spread a positive message and turn a negative into a positive because I know there's a lot of kids that grow through people teasing them about the color of their skin, the way they look, the way they dress. And I just want to let people know that self-love is the best love and you just have to love yourself. Yes, that's beautiful. So I'm so sorry to hear you experienced teasing though, like people were teasing you because of your complexion. Yeah, I went through that. At first I went through racism because I went to a majority white school when I was in the first grade. And then I went to a majority black school where I experienced colorism. And I didn't even know neither were a thing. I was so young and I was just like, what is going on? Like, I've never heard of this. Like when I went through colorism, I was like, we all look the same. We're just different shades, you know? That's just like, why is this happening to me? And I feel like it brought me down. I feel like I didn't love myself. I didn't have any confidence at all. And that's why another reason why I wanted to create Flex in My Complexion in that I had a great family behind me to let me know that I was beautiful. And yeah. That's amazing. So being a 14-year-old, I, I follow you on Instagram. You have 
how many followers now? More followers than probably definitely me and probably everyone listening to this podcast. <laughs> I think I have 286, maybe 286. Okay. Yeah. And and for people listening, not 286, she's at almost 300,000 followers. So tell me one, what that's like and two, how you kind of like maintain, you have such a great positive attitude, but I think having, you know, a big audience that can take a toll on your mental health, even if you're older. So how do you kind of maintain your positive attitude? It really can, especially like when I was going like regular school and like, I feel like the kids would treat me differently because I was popular on social media so it kind of just like, I felt like people just trying to be my friends, just, you know, because I was like known, well known in like social media community. And I was just like, it's it's kind of weird, but you know, it's just now I'm just learning how to maintain everything and just keep my circle small and just spread positivity on social media because that's all I like to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, because I follow you, I see all of your hairstyles and you're always doing something new with your hair. Like, <laughs> today, this Afro puff, the baby hairs, I'm loving it. So talk <laughs> me through, how do you think about your hairstyles? Is your hair really important to you? Have you always loved wearing your natural hair? Hair is so important, especially as a black girl. I'm always, people are like, why do you change your hair like every other day? Sis, because I can't. I'm about to show off my natural hair. <laughs> and it's sometimes it's super hard to like come up with hairstyles when my sister does my hair most of the time. Like she's, yeah. So hair, I love my hair. (laughs) She does a great job. Well, you're also very young. So at 14, do you care about skincare? Do you do a skincare routine? Do you wash your face at night? Of course. Like, especially now I'm a teenager, like I have like little breakouts every once in a while. Like I do my monthly facials. But I recently just started using the Keys Still Care by Alicia Keys. I use her cleanser. Um, her bronze mask. And I think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look gorgeous. And I love I love that line. That's so cool that, that you get to try that. And in terms of like a beauty inspiration, like when I was growing up, I knew the people that I looked up to and I thought, oh, they look so cool. They're so beautiful. Who do you look up to as beauty inspiration? Zendaya. She is just so, so gorgeous. Like her skin and everything is just like, wow. Who else? Lupita has amazing. I feel like those are like my two if I just look up to like skincare or anything. This to be they motivate people and everything. I love that. So now you're homeschooled, but when you were in school, one of the things that I remember a lot was like comparisons. Like you compare yourself to other people. Um, but it seems like you've been able to kind of like break out of that. What kind of tips do you give for other girls around self-confidence and not comparing yourself to others? You should always love yourself because some of the people that you compare yourself to, maybe they on the outside, they look so jolly, but are the people that are really going through something like deep down inside. And we might not know that, you know, you should just love yourself for who you are and just always put yourself first. Because like I said before, self-love is the best love. You just always have to take care of yourself, maybe even write in a journal and write the, the most amazing things and the best things that you love about yourself, like in a journal or anything. Because that's what I used to do. And that's one way how I gained confidence. And also, yeah. What did you write in the journal? Um, I wrote, I am beautiful. I am smart. I am creative. I am special. Just little things like that. Or you could even look in the mirror and say things about yourself. Because, you know, it's better to look at yourself in the mirror. Who doesn't like that? 
I love that. I love that. And, and, and amongst your friend group, are you usually the one that's kind of supporting your friends, hyping them up, making sure they feel beautiful? Definitely. Every time I see my friends, I'm always one with my camera out. So if my friend looking good, I'm about to record you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And are you considered Gen Z or are you younger than Gen Z? I'm considered Gen Z, yeah. You're like the youngest of the Gen Z. So when you hear all these people talking about Gen Z, do you think most of the things they're saying are accurate about your generation? Mm-mm. I think Gen Z can change the world. I feel like um, the older generations really need to listen to us because we're very outspoken. I, <laughs> my sister looked at me, I was like, we're outspoken. Like We speak out on situations that our parents probably wouldn't even want us to talk about. Because like... Yeah, like especially like in school, like we go through things that happen on social media, anti we go through bullying and everything, all just off of social media and people are leaving me comments and I feel like we are making a voice for ourselves to speak out about these things. Yeah. Yes. And you talked about the future. Do you know what you want to do when you're older? I wanna expand my company. I wanna make sure that I can make everyone love themselves. Even though that's going to take a long time, but that can let everyone know that you're beautiful no matter what, on the inside and outside. And also, I want to have my own clothing store. Like, Ooh, I love it. Is the sweatshirt you're wearing now from your line? Yeah, this was, yeah, this is my recent collection. Well, Karis, you've gotten to work with so many brands and cool publications. What's like one of the coolest things that you've done? Like a memory that really stands out? Um... Oh, oh my God, so much. I'm going to have to say when I was working with Nike and LeBron James for his 16th shoe and where he picked 16 women that inspired him the most. And he wanted those 16 women to showcase his shoe that he came up with. That was like amazing. Like, I don't know. I just love LeBron James. I love his message. I love how he's always doing something for the Black community and the kids, how he did his school and everything. I think it was super cool. Yeah, he is amazing. So you get on set to this Nike shoot. Now I, at my old age, I would be very nervous. Were you nervous? I don't think I was nervous. I don't think I was nervous at all. Mm-mm. You just went out there and did it. Yeah, I like modeling. I love being in front of the camera because I just feel like that's the best way for me to showcase my personality. Just, just by like facial expressions or anything. So I'm always super excited when I'm doing things like that. Yeah. When I was younger, I was kind of shy, but now I feel like that I've actually like embraced, feel like I can embrace who I am. I feel like I could just be so outgoing and just be myself around everyone. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I was going to say, you're so expressive. I feel like you would be an amazing actress. Have you ever thought about doing acting? I am. I did. I have a Nickelodeon cartoon. It's called Multiple Moguls. And now I'm on a TV show called Chicken Girls. Oh, Chicken Girls on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. That's a big show. Well, congratulations. I have, to, I have to watch you on that. So tell me a little bit more about your kind of thoughts about beauty. Do you wear makeup yet? I do wear makeup, but only for like photo purposes or like and stuff like that. Yeah. It's not like an everyday thing. Not an everyday thing. That's good. I mean, you don't need it. What's your favorite type of makeup to wear? Do you like blush? Do you like lip gloss? Like what's your like one thing that you love? Mascara and lip gloss or like brow gel. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. What's your, tell me your favorite mascara and lip gloss company. So recently Addison Rae sent me her 
her item beauty. And so I've been like obsessed with her mascara for some reason. Like I have no idea why. I'm just so obsessed with it. (laughs) And what about lip gloss? Oh, Fenty Beauty. Yes. That's my favorite lip gloss too, Karis. It's so good. So you mentioned Addison Rae, like all of the kind of TikTok stars. Are those girls that you look up to and I think you think are cool or not really? (laughs) Um, They're cool. But, you know, I kind of look more into like the Black creators, like Lorraine, and Tati and people like that who are like on their side, like for the bigger TikTokers that who are Black, and, you know, showing off, making sure we have a path for young Black people, Black creators as well. Yeah. Yes, I absolutely love that. And you mentioned Rihanna. Rihanna is a huge beauty inspiration of mine. Do you like Rihanna yeah. too? I love Rihanna. Like she is so amazing. I know. But you know, she hasn't come out with music in so long. Prob- like you were probably 11 years old the last time she had music out. no. You were you were nine years old the last time she had music out. It's been so long. Yeah, I think so. I might have been. Yeah. <laughs> what about Beyonce? I love Beyonce. Oh my god, Beyonce is like my like I'm obsessed with her. One time, you know how she has her We Good website, and she posted me on there, okay. and I was freaking out. Like I was like, "What the heck is going on?" <laughs> That's amazing. You know, it's only a matter of time before you meet Beyonce. I feel like I am so close. And then when she dropped her line with Vitas, she sent me some. And I was like, You got the Ivy Park box. Yes, wow. I got the Ivy Park. Wow. I didn't get the box. I got a brown box. <laughs> okay, but you got I the you got the goods. Box. Yep, I got the goods. That's great. Well, you know, you have all of these amazing experiences. I'm sure people are jealous of you. How do you deal with jealousy? Girl, I'm just going with like, you got to show people what you're capable of doing. And if somebody's jealous, I just go for it. I just, just make them do you, sis. I don't even know. I don't really, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you just have to kind of put yourself out there and, and do what you want. Do you have any tips for people that are like afraid to, you know, like maybe they have a passion or something they're excited about and they want to post that and but they're afraid of being judged. Do you have any tips for people that are maybe afraid of judgment? Just go for it. It doesn't matter what other people think. If you really want to do something, you should do it. No one's going to stop you but yourself. So you just have to go for it and just go along with the ride. That's amazing. Well, I know your sister helps you a lot with kind of everything that you do. What kind of lessons and beauty lessons have you learned from your sister? She's the one who taught me how to do my makeup and my hair. (laughs) Yeah. So she's put me on like skincare and things like that. Cause when I was younger, I was just like, okay, well, I've got to wash my face for like what's going to happen. Like I'm not going to get a pimple or anything, but no, like she's taught me about skincare and loving myself. And she's, she actually, without her, I don't think flexing my complexion would be like a thing right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. She kind of really pushed you to do it. Right. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely amazing. And is your sister around? Can I ask her a few questions? Taylor, she don't want to come in the camera, but she, <laughs> I do look a little crazy, but I'll come say hi. Hi, great to see you. You look great. Thank you. Can I ask you one or two questions, Taylor? Oh, sure. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't be scared. So Taylor's here now. So Taylor, tell me what it's like watching Karis kind of grow over these past few years and really grow into herself and grow as a creator. Mm, that's a really good question. I saw how you looked at me like, what's she about to say? <laughs> 
But um, I think it's really amazing just to see her coming to her own and like, you know, just to see her become a teenager. I'm like, oh, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's really amazing just to see her um, have an impact on others. Because even, even when we're like out and about, people come up to her, they're like, oh my God, like I'll follow you. I love everything that you're doing. It just kind of makes it feel like everything that she went through and, you know, what we went through as a family, um, it just kind of makes it worth it. Absolutely. And so I'm 31, but I feel like when I grew up, I didn't have this amount of confidence. I didn't see other black girls like Karis, like kind of representing. Do you feel like for, you know, for girls her age, there's a really big difference from the way we grew up? Oh my God. Yes. And just because like, even if you look at me when I was 14, like the clothes, like how they do their hair and stuff like that, it was like, you know, they're way more expressive with how they present themselves. Whereas I feel like my mom was picking out my clothes and it was <laughs> nothing special. So. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like um, the younger generation, they get to really express themselves and, you know, just kind of find out and figure out who they are. So I think that's definitely like a big confidence boost. Yes, I love that. Well, thank you, Taylor, for, for joining us for a moment. Okay. And giving a perspective. Great to see you. <laughs> Bye. So great to hear from your sister. Okay, so my final question is, when do you feel most beautiful? Ooh, every day. <laughs> every day. I feel like some days it's kind of just like, hmm, I don't feel like getting up. Like, what am I doing? Like, I look a hot mess. Then I do it. I don't know. I feel most beautiful when, I'm just going to say every day, because I just love myself. I'm obsessed with myself. I don't know. It's kind of like a weird thing to say. But I just obsessed myself and I love seeing other people when they're obsessed with themselves because it makes you feel like, okay, we all on the same page. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Karis. You've been such a great guest. And thank you. I will link to where everyone can find you and get into your everything that you're doing. I'm going to watch your Chicken Girls um, episodes tonight and catch up. And thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So there you have it three very different young women about their approach to beauty and skincare. I hope this was eye-opening for people. It was definitely eye-opening for me to hear the way that Gen Z is thinking about skincare. The fact that they have brand recall and brand recognition and they could say, oh, I love Glossier or I love CeraVe. The fact that they have relationships with their dermatologists. The fact that at 13 and 14, they know to put on sunscreen. That's incredible. The fact that they're doing the Laneige sleeping mask at night. I was like putting on like lip smackers. I don't even know what I was doing, but definitely a whole new beauty consumer being shaped and brought up. And I think the influence and impact of social media on their self-identity and purchasing habits is super interesting. So watch this space, watch this space. I'm very excited to see how they grow and evolve. And if you've got a Gen Z girl in your life who would be interested in this podcast, send it to them and and get their thoughts about beauty. I love speaking to young women about beauty. So do a little bit of your own podcasting slash interviewing and talk to the young women in your life about how they feel beautiful. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week with a new episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 